What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today, we are talking about Halo 4, developed by 343 Industries, published by Microsoft Studios. And they made it to four of them. I know. Well, four numerically, not four. It's like technically like the seventh overall Halo game, but we're not going to really get into that too much. Yeah. Um, but I was actually not super excited for this one. This was the first one that wasn't done by Bungie. Um, there was it was one- not the first one not done by Bungie. Two was the first one not done by Bungie. Two, two was by Bungie. Two was not by Bungie. Two, two was-, was by 343. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I swear to you. Developed by Bungie Incorporated, Xbox Game Studios, Splash Damage. You know what? This article lies. <laughs> I thought I I thought it was two because there was huge issues with two. But okay, I was wrong. I, you know, it happens. It I'm happens. not perfect. Um, so yeah, so this is the first one that was done by 343 Industries. There was a lot of like hoopla going around because Bungie had given this up, given it to 343, um, you know, and a lot of hesitancy. Yeah, there was a lot of people who were a little nervous about it. Um, I remember that. I remember there being a lot of people who were like, I don't know if I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same. They're going to fuck up the story. They're going to do this. This is also the one where they came out with the live action movie. Yes. Which I did see once upon a time, a long time ago. I like, I, <laughs> I remember very little of it because I did see it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, you know, like I do like movies that are made live action movies that are made off of video games. Mm-hmm. The track record of these yeah. things aren't very good, but this was this movie wasn't a we're taking a video game and we're making it into a movie as far as we're matching the storyline. Right. It is we're making a movie based off of this video game universe that was created. Yeah, um, because the, I don't know if you remember a lot. The movie was promoted as basically not John. Right. It doesn't focus around John. No. It focuses around a squadron, I believe, in training. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's... Oh, God, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, Um, it's been forever since I've seen it. It's not a bad movie, though. Like, I thought they did an incredibly good job with it. It, 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 Ups and downs, but in comparison to, like... Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Yeah. (laughs) Just... Mortal Kombat in general, like Blood Rain. Oh God, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Hey, you shut up. Super Mario Bros. was a fun movie. It was terrible. It really was. It was terrible. Left for Dead. There's so there's so many of them and that we could literally just that they've made. Yeah, aren't good. Resident Evil. How many movies have they made that are Resident Evil movies? They're not bad. Right. But it's not Resident Evil in the sense of what we know Resident Evil to be in the gaming community. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, well, some of them are bad. Some of them are really bad. (laughs) Like, but that's the thing. Forward Unto Dawn, which is where I kept getting, like, confused. Because here's this movie, Forward Unto Dawn. Mm -hmm. Here's this ship, Forward Unto Dawn. (laughs) They have really nothing to do with each other. (laughs) Like, but it, it... it's confusing. Yes. Um, but it, in comparison to a lot of the video game movies 
out there. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. No, I mean it's you know it's got especially like, since it didn't go to theaters. I was gonna say it's got like a um, uh, what it's got a uh, six point nine out of ten on IMDb, sixty seven wow. percent Rotten Tomatoes, and those scores like those scores are like lower tiered average movies like an average movie would have a score like this maybe the rotten tomatoes one would be a bit better yeah but again it's like it's not terrible but it's not amazing um but also it's like kind of forgettable you know because again right this came out um like nine years ago yeah i saw i saw it once and was like oh that was pretty enjoyable never watched it again but that's the thing is it wasn't so terrible that here we are 20 plus years easy after Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out. Oh, yeah. And we still go Mortal Kombat Annihilation was terrible. Yes. Like 30 years after Super Mario Bros. came out. And I will never forget the little bomb bomb. Heck yeah. <laughs> that like I literally went, I have that toy. <laughs> I it, still. It was a toy, dude. You wind it up, and it had the little feet that just click, 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 click. I click. still, to this day, anytime I'm driving around and and I'm not 100 percent sure where I'm going, if I just somehow naturally find my way to where I want to go, yeah. If somebody compliments me on that, I'm like, it's like sea turtles, natural ability to navigate, because that's from Super Mario Brothers. Like, I still quote that line. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna blame it on your Italian heritage. Oh no, absolutely. That's, I, I'm, I'm super just, biased. Yeah, super <laughs> biased off of that. But but anyway, but so yeah, the game, mm-hmm. like the movie, was supposed to help lead into the game, or the 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 game helped lead into the movie. They were tied together. This this one, Halo Four, and the movie. To my, if I remember correctly. They were tied together. Yeah. So the first episode of Forward Unto Dawn, October 5th, 2012, uh, this game released, um, you know, uh, on the 360, uh, November 6th, 2012, which um, was after the final episode, because the final episode of Forward Unto Dawn was November 2nd, 2012. So that finished up. And then a couple of days later, um, Halo 4 came out. Um, so yeah, so I wasn't super excited for this because I was hesitant, kind of like everybody else, right? You've got a new dev team coming in. Um, they, uh, had talked about, um, some of the changes that were coming. They were introducing a new alien race. So there was like some mixes of good and bad. It did take me a while before I eventually played it. Um, you see, and I, I think that the, the introduction of new things isn't necessarily a bad thing. I, I had heard the introduction of a new alien race. I had introdu- heard of them introducing and kind of changing some of the things. But at the time, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? We're going into better advancements, you know, in our gaming capabilities. Halo 1 came out on the original Xbox, man. Like, we, we couldn't just keep it a staple of this is what Halo 1 was, you know? We're getting better technology. And then I could see to advance the storyline, introducing a new alien race, right? Mm -hmm. That's a little bit tougher, that has more control over things or everything like that. That could be interesting. That 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 could bring you back into the game and go, oh, fuck, they fought the Covenant. The Covenant's now, like, their friend. What are they gonna do now? 
well, you always have to have an alien, like an, an enemy. I was going to say an alien, but you always have to have an enemy, mm-hmm. right? In a game right. like this, you always have to have an enemy. So I wasn't too put off by the fact of the introduction of a new alien race. Mm-hmm. It was more of how is the story going to play out? Yeah. Because it's written by new developers, they have their own writing styles, right? Mm-hmm. So are they going to fuck it? Are they going to fuck it hard? And that's where my hesitancy came in, right? Now, like, I didn't fully play through this game. I've never been a huge Halo fan, but I did like the movie. Mm-hmm. And granted, you said episode, so to clarify, it came out in a web series episodes, if I remember correctly, that they then combined all the episodes into a movie yeah there was only five parts yeah and and they were released literally days apart i mean the first one was october 5th the next one was october 12th like it was a weekly thing it was an episodic weekly thing if i remember correctly but yeah but that's the thing and so it was um i watched those because i i like i really like that i really like it when they kind of incorporate this out of the stuff out of the game stuff Mm mm-hmm but don't necessarily make it a part of the game. Like you don't have to watch that to enjoy this game. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great. It makes you really feel like, Oh wow. I'm not really missing anything, but like I enjoy the fact that they did that. Like here's this little, just extra, extra mm-hmm. piece of dessert, you know, like mm-hmm. added on to it. So there was there was a lot of good things that 343 was doing that I was kind of like, let's see how it plays out, right? Yeah. It didn't necessarily turn me off from it because I have, I have plenty of other games where mid-game, mid-game, the developer has changed. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and, and then I've had games where long-time developer they were doing great with the series and then they came out with this one and you're like what the fuck just happened you know what i mean yeah like um bioshock not bioshock um they made mass effect bioware bioware fucking bio <laughs> um like i look at Look at Mass Effect, just in general, mm-hmm. right? First and second one, amazing. Third one, not so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all done by the same developer. Mm-hmm. So, developer change doesn't really didn't really affect me as far as my my viewpoint on this. It was more of how is it going to play out? Where the fuck are you going to go with it? Yeah, that was like I uh, and I keep saying this about every Halo game that comes out. Like, okay. Eventually, you have to end, right? Eventually, it has to stop. Like, or maybe I'm just wrong, and they just don't. They just keep going. Well, considering Halo, Final in- Fantasy 15. I was gonna say, considering <laughs> Halo Infinity is coming out, I, I'm just saying, yeah. Mm. Some sometime at some, some point, some someday, <laughs> twenty years from now. But yeah, so that that was my that was my viewpoint. It was just more of a where is the storyline going to go. Mm-hmm. How are we going to advance? Yeah. Right? But with that in mind, I don't think they did a bad job. What about you? No, I actually, I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite overall. Um, I like the introduction of the new enemies. They are called Prometheans. There are knights. 
um, which we'll talk about what they are uh, as we go through the plot. Crawlers, which are like they're like a weaker version, but they 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 attack in groups, so yeah. that's pretty fun. Horde um, tactics, yeah, and then watchers, which are like support roles. So that was pretty cool. Um, they also carried over the um, the abilities, right? Um, at some point, because we haven't talked about it yet, I don't think, right? Yeah. Um, so at, at a certain point, you get the ability to swap out like hardware, which will give you, you have like active camouflage, you can get a jetpack, you can create a holographic doppelganger this of yourself. This was the first one that did this. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Halo Reach did it first. <clears throat> As far as the main Halo <laughs> line goes, because yes. I, I I didn't play ODST, I didn't play Reach, I didn't I didn't play any of those, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're just looking at the main numbered games, yes, this is the one. This that is did the it first, first. Yeah, this was not. In, these were not in Halo Three. They 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 showed up here. Yeah, um, which is cool. It's a cool. Yeah, it's addition. yeah, it's cool because you know it gives you the option to like you know you can trick out your hardware depending on your play style. If you are more of the sneaky, stealthy kind, you're going to want to go with active camo. Yeah. If you if you're the kind that wants to get around really quickly, jetpack is going to be for you. Um, you know, if you're if you're a more stationary target, you're probably going to want to go um, with like the bubble shield or something, right? Yeah. Something that gives you that protection. So it was it was fun that you know you that they they kept this going. Yeah. Um. But really, that's pretty much it. Like, because, you know, the Covenant return as well. So you've got the Covenant and you've got the Prometheans. So you do have two different enemies to fight. But it does explain again. Like, we, we touched base on this in, in Halo 3, mm-hmm. right? The Covenant is not a race. Right. The Covenant is a collection of alien species that worship the Forerunners. Forerunners, yeah. Um, Which are an even older <laughs> alien species. So... When the covenant comes back, that is what their their whole thing is. They're still worshiping the forerunners, which I just wanted to make clear before we really start getting down into this. Because, yeah, you know, just a, just a quick recap. It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked about Halo Three. You know, mm-hmm. um, when we last left off. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. The ship had split in half. Forward unto dawn had split in half. Right. Right. The Covenant guy that you were the what was his name? Arbiter. Arbiter. Thank you. He was on one half of the ship, and Master Chief and Cortana were on the other half. Right. And they were getting sucked into Requiem. Mm-hmm. Right. Cortana puts Master Chief into, um cryogenic sleep basically with master chief given that heartfelt line of if you need me wake me up Mm -hmm. right yeah um and that's kind of where we we left so when i said like what are they going to do next they left plenty of options to to go where to go with this Mm -hmm. so i was kind of interested to see it do you want to get into the storyline or yeah so so we start off right um the back half of forward unto dawn is drifting towards the forerunner installation requiem um like you were saying cortana we don't know that it's a forerunner installation do we uh i don't remember I don't remember either. I don't remember. I do remember that at the end of the third one, like you see, you see it there in that final cut scene. Yeah. Um, but 
because we we found out that the Halo rings themselves are Forerunner technology. Yes. Um, we've disabled the flood, mm-hmm. basically thereby disabling the Halo rings themselves in all sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we do we do know that Requiem is Forerunner technology, being familiar with it in previous games. I mean, I would I would have to think so, right? I mean, I don't remember if they specifically call it out or not, but yeah. you, I mean, it's pretty clear. Um, it, it ain't from Earth. Well, yeah, like <laughs> all the Forerunner technology looks the same. All the Covenant technology looks the same and all the human technology looks the same. So, yeah, it's pretty easy to break it apart by this it, point. Yeah. But yeah. So, so, yeah, there you go. Sorry. That's not fine. So Cortana wakes up Master Chief from sleeping. Um, but that is shortly before forces from a newly formed covenant splinter like faction. Cause right. The covenant were having like a civil war. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the so, arbiter was supposed to like pull them all back together. Yeah. Like the arbiter was supposed to lead the fight against the civil war and then he switched sides. Yeah. Um, so these, this splinter faction boards, um, forward unto dawn, you know, you wake up and you get to go through and you get to blow the hell out of everything. <laughs> That's what um, Master Chief's good at. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Forward Under Dawn gets caught up in Requiem's gra- gravity well, um, passes through an opening inside of it to crash land on the interior. So at this point, Master Chief and Cortana are exploring Requiem and they're um, they're fighting both the coven- this Covenant faction and then these new mechanical warriors called Promethean Knights. Yes. Um, now this gets touch backing on something we talked about in earlier episodes. Course, Cortana starts to malfunction because like we talked about quote unquote, smart AIs like Cortana only have a seven year shelf life, basically lifespan. Yeah. After that seven years, they start to break down and we'd saw some of that in halo three. We did. And then, then I think that's why we touched base on it. Now we're seeing more of that. Yeah. Which again, I got to appreciate switch developers, but are keeping with, the mythology what, of what was done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, great idea. Um, so she explains it's called rampancy. Um, so master chief is like, okay, fine. I promise I'm going to get you to earth and we're going to fix this because I know that Dr. Halsey, um, who of course at this point we know is like the main leader of the Spartan program. She's the scientist that developed the Mjolnir armor. Um, she is the one that Cortana is like a digital representation of. Yeah. Um, so he's like, you know, Halsey can fix you. We'll get this done. So you and I are in it together. So um, Master Chief and Cortana end up picking up a transmission, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind Fucked of... Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, from a ship called the the Infinity UNS infinity. Yeah. Which picked up the Dawn's distress call. Um, so Cortana of course is like, Holy crap. We need to try to warn them to stay away from here. Or they're going to get sucked into the gravity. Yeah. Or well. they'll get sucked into yeah. Um, and then tells master chief to de- deactivate what she believes are the communication jammers, which are causing the garbled transmission. She's hoping to get obviously that clear line. Yeah. Um, so in- <laughs> instead, uh, the master chief unwittingly releases somebody called the didact who didact. is, who is an ancient forerunner warrior who was imprisoned. Um, the didact then takes control of the Prometheans and the covenant faction and then attacks infinity after it's dragged into Requiem. Yeah. So all that effort gone. <laughs> yeah. Which 
I gotta say, the, like through this, it's it's actually pretty cool because the didact is the new race. He yeah, he's like, like he he's the new um I, or the prophets. I, I I say new with quotation marks because you hear of the forerunners, you learn of the forerunners before this, mm-hmm. but you never see any of the forerunners. Right. So to now like, haha, here's a forerunner, and then. Yeah, basically, as soon as you see him, you're like, yep, I'm boned. Oh, yeah. This guy was like, <laughs> this guy just looks like he's pure evil. Oh, I yeah. Mean, they don't even try to hide it. <laughs> no, I, he did great. But even then, it was, it's the fact of, you know, like, well, he's going to take these machines that are, uh, you know, fucking everything up and he's going to control them. And then, of course, the Covenant. Yeah. Which worships these a-holes. Yeah, they're going to join him too. <laughs> and I basically am alone having to fight all of it. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Master Chief contacts the Infinity um, and helps repel the Didax attack. Um, and Chief and Cortana uh, recommend attacking him while he's vulnerable. But the Infinity Captain, Del Rio, orders them to destroy the gravity well so the ship can escape. So they've got these split missions, right? Yeah. Master Chief and Cortana want to kill the Didact because he's controlling everything. The Captain of the Infinity is like, no, I want to leave. Well, he's got to save his crew. Yeah. Like, it it really kind of makes you feel for both parts because you see where the Captain's coming from. Absolutely. Of, I can either kill my entire crew to try to kill the Didact or... We can destroy the gravity well, get the fuck out of here, regroup, and then come back prepared mm-hmm. for it. Um, and so, like, that's that's where the split kind of happens because Master Chief's like, no, we just <laughs> kill him now. <laughs> like, he's weak. <laughs> Let's just shoot him in the face. Which is Master Chief's favorite pastime. Uh huh. Yours too. Every time you talk about shooting people, it's always about shooting them in the face. In it's, video games, don't shoot people in the face in real life, kids. It's it's the hardest target to hit. <laughs> that makes it the worthiest target to hit? Yes. All right, I get that. Yeah. Just um, like, you know, if, if they're men and they're really mean, you aim for the tiny pecker. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The, it, the, it's the auto takedown button. The auto takedown button. <laughs> there was all, I can't even remember the game. There was one game. That you, you could walk around and you could shoot people in the crotch. And if you did, they dropped their weapon and grabbed their crotch and, and hunched over. And it was a one shot every time. Nice. Like you just shot them in the crotch and they disarmed them <laughs> and then it, they dropped down. And they never got back up. So I always considered it an insta-death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while all this is going on, uh, Master Chief is contacted by a, another forerunner. This one is known as the Librarian. And it is revealed that she is, she, quote-unquote, is the wife of the Didact. And as well as uh, the like protector of this ancient race. Or the ancient humanity. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of got the, the, like she maintained the secrets she 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 was the beholder of all this knowledge mm-hmm. and it was her destiny to protect it from the other races that's kind of yeah like i I, uh, and I, I was like this is very cliche 
<laughs> well, speaking of cliche, I love the names of everybody, right? You have the didact, you have the librarian, you have three, four, three guilty spark. Yeah. You know, like it all just, I, it always just makes me think of like the matrix because you had the key maker, oh. you know, yeah. You had like these, these people that like their name was what they were. It yeah. wasn't their actual name, you know? So again, right. Like the librarian. The yeah. Um, so, so the librarian uh, ends up explaining that the forerunners were di were divided on how best to combat the flood. So, and after failing to discover a way to immune uh, immunize biological beings from the parasite, because right once again the grave mind was like the leader of the flood, which was a parasite that reanimated corpses or, or yeah, took yeah. over them yeah. and turned them into this thing. The didact used a device called the composer. There's an <laughs> another one of those names. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, to convert the warriors under his command into these Promethean knights immune to infection. Requiring more soldiers, the Didac forcibly converted captured humans into Prometheans. Oh, be shit. Before being stopped and imprisoned by the librarian. So now we definitely know that this guy is super bad. Yeah. Because forcing people to be turned into these mechanical warriors yeah. is a real fucked up thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is something that like, it confuses me a little. So the forerunners themselves, the forerunners are supposed to be fucking ancient as fuck. Mm -hmm. Right. But he was taking humans, but the humans know nothing of the forerunners. Well, well am I, am I the only one? That went like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on a second, because there, there's a comment made. I can't remember what game it's made in that. We know that the covenant worships the forerunners, but we don't know what the fuck the forerunners are. Right. We just know that the forerunners are like the, the ancient race. Yeah. They're the ones that created, but all he took stuff. humans. I, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I know we're dumb. <laughs> But I would like to think that as a general population whole, we ain't that dumb. Here comes the cause it, dude, super evil looking. <laughs> well, also super evil looking. Like, and he comes down and he's like, enslave that tribe. Well, I was going to say, think about it, right? Like, it probably happened a long, long time ago. Record keeping wasn't probably the best at the time. People just got. You know, you know what it was? What? It was the damn Egyptians. There you go them fucking pyramids yep. contacting other aliens oh <laughs> uh, i think you just got a little bit of stargate into my halo <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> um so the librarian um accelerates master chief's evolution to grant him immunity to the composer so now now we're safe the, the yeah. master chief can't get turned into one of these machines yay Whoopee. um so captain del rio destroys the gravity well and after that he orders a retreat back to earth um <laughs> the Master Chief disobeys his orders to stand down and relinquish Cortana because, you know, like he loves her, right? Yeah. Um, and he he decides to stay behind and oppose they're the didact. Homies. Yeah, they're super tight Ch homies. So Master Chief decides to stay behind to oppose the didact because who else are we gonna get to stop the greatest threat to humanity other than the Master Chief? Yeah. That's what happens when you're the main title character. Master Chief. <laughs> uh Chief and Cortana. Which Whoop. I gotta say, during yep. during this part, it it's really weird because I don't like playing Master Chief without Cortana. I know it's such a weird feeling. Yeah, like it's like even though she's not like present right on the screen or anything, 
but just the random like dialogue back and forth that they have throughout the game like yeah. it's all gone now mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just gone yeah that that part in halo 3 when you leave her behind yeah yeah it uh, it, it feels too well weird. and then this this is just you're just like this is this is fucking weird. I don't like this. <laughs> I feel naked. <laughs> I'm just, that's how, it, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I'm glad you felt the same way. Cause it, I was like, am I just fucking insane? Like, <laughs> it just, it doesn't feel the same. No, it's it, it definitely like, I, ever since the beginning of the game, right? You like the game starts with you putting Cortana in your head. Yeah. Like after you go through the little tutorial, you get to Cortana, you put her in her head and then you guys are BFFs. Like, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Master Chief and Cortana, um, after failing to destroy the Didac ship, cause he's leaving and they try to do that and, and can't, they follow him to another halo ring. This one called installation three. Yes. Um, the composer has been moved from the ring onto the nearby uh, research station, which the Covenant faction then attacks. Okay. Um, the chief defends it, but the Didac retrieves the composer and then uses it on the station, um, composing every individual there except for Master Chief. So now he's got this giant, giant army. army on the space station with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Master Chief and Cortana use a fighter um, to follow the Didact ship to Earth. Um, and then aided by the Infinity and the whole home fleet surrounding Earth, the Chief bores the Didact ship with a nuclear warhead because that oh, is yeah. very, it is very successful to blow up shit from the inside. I think we already covered the firecracker metaphor last don't, time. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's my my say don't do it <laughs> yes that's our, our that's our psa do not light a firecracker and close your hand around it don't you, light firecrackers yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be safe firecrackers are bad and in, and, and illegal in some states <laughs> yes uh cortana then inserts a, co- a, bu- a bunch of copies of herself into the didax computer system to overwhelm his shield <laughs> but not before the didact directs the com- uh, composer at earth. Right. So now we're like, holy crap, this thing is going to turn all the people on earth into these Promethean, these knights. Promethean knights. Yeah. Um, so obviously with the help of Cortana, the chief defeats didact who falls into a portal underneath the composer. Um, the master chief activates the bomb, but is um, saved by Cortana who sacrifices herself. The chief is found by a rescue team and is taken back to the infinity where he mourns the loss of Cortana. Now, that is it for the game. Now there are right. There are always like there's a cutscene and then yeah. there's a hidden cutscene if you beat it on legendary. Yeah. So in this one, the post credit cutscene is the didact proclaims the forerunners' souls are custodians of the galaxy, having to bear the mantle of responsibility and humanity as the greatest threat in the galaxy. Master Chief removes his armor aboard the Infinity, and if you beat it on legendary. His eyes are briefly shown. So that is Halo 4. It's pretty quick. It's pretty simple. Um, they you know, all are. They, they're they're yeah. all pretty quick. But th- it's fun. Yes. It's fun. And it's heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I was worried about the storytelling ability of 343. But in this, I was... I. I I was compelled. Like I will always see the moment of, sorry, always see the moment of master chief, um, like pushing the bomb to blow up the ship. Right. Mm -hmm. 
and like they were it was it was a great story and the way they told it and that like the lines the acting that like it drew you in mm-hmm. that's what i want from a game <laughs> like i want it to i i could beat this game in six to eight hours even on legendary yeah like it's not long but do i want to yes because mm-hmm. the story drove me to want to yeah and that's what i liked yeah i liked i liked the look of the prometheans they, to me they had like a very um like tron vibe because they yeah. were they were they were like metallic gray but they also had like bright neon orange like glows tr- trim to them yeah you know and i i thought that they looked really cool um you know it, it, uh, the problem with this game for me to be perfectly honest is that it didn't do any one thing great but it didn't do anything terrible either exactly like it's not to me it's not as bad as halo 2 which just felt almost soulless yeah you know like there were very few moments in that game that really like stood out and the story was not super compelling you know again right in halo 2 the thing that always stands out the most to me is when you jump on the scarab yeah you know but it's not as good in my opinion as something like halo 1 which has just so many really good set pieces and fun that you can have in the game yeah well and i think that comes down to like the the age-old thing of like the second one's never as good as the first. It's very possible. The first is always so groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And how we are as people, like, we see something, like, to this day, the fucking Jurassic Park theme song. Yeah. Right? I hear it, and it just, it hits me in the core of my being because I loved that first movie mm-hmm. so much. <clears throat> I love dinosaurs so much. And then the second one came out and I wanted to vomit <laughs> because it just, it took it to a level of ridiculousness. The, the appeal of seeing all these dinosaurs was already lost because I saw them all in the first one. Yeah. Like this, there, there was nothing new that they were introducing. Now the third one, and it's kind of the same thing with Halo in my mind. Now the third one on the other hand even though they weren't necessarily introducing anything new, they realized it's the story. Mm -hmm. And they brought that back. I don't really care for Halo 3 all that much. Yeah. I don't like the jumping back and forth. I want to play Master Chief. Yeah. He's the badass. And, you know, he's the Earth soldier. You mean Halo 2? Halo 2 is the one where you jump Oh, between. it's Halo 2. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, no, that's no. okay. I was confused for a second, too. <laughs> Halo 2. I hated it. Yeah. I want to play Master Chief and only Master Chief. Halo 3 brings that back, and they incorporate the story. Halo 4 kind of just continues on with it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't up the story. It just kind of keeps it at the same level that it ended at. And I think that's the problem, is it kept it on that one note. Yeah, and and you're talking about the story, like, it doesn't do any sort of fun storytelling like ODST does, where, you know, you move from these moments of wandering around this abandoned city as the rookie, and then you get, you find something, and then flash back and play as somebody else doing something really cool and intense. To lead to that moment that you're now looking at 
as the rookie. Yeah, it was a very fun way of storytelling, and they didn't do that here. So, like I said, I mean, that's why... I like that they introduced the saw. That's... I don't know if they could have done it here. No, 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 Something no. like that. No. Like, that just wouldn't have been possible. Well, right. So for me, right, <clears throat> the one that has the, the, the one, that, in my opinion, is the most fun to play is the first one. Yeah. The one that does storytelling best is ODST. The one that kind of incorporates everything is, in my opinion, is Halo Reach. The, you know, Halo 2 wasn't as good as anything else. No. You know? Halo 3 had some fun set pieces, but the story wasn't... It was one note. Yeah. Same thing with this one. Set pieces are kind of fun. New weapons, new enemies are really fun. Graphics were pretty good, especially for the time. They were fucking amazing. Yeah, it looked amazing. But again, right, that same flat level of storytelling. It yeah. just didn't really... I didn't feel like it pushed any boundaries. Yeah. And it wasn't trying anything new. But, it wasn't trying to. I think they were just trying to play it safe. Yeah. And and you know what? And that's fine. And I completely understand when that is a decision that is made by a developer that, you know, they're like, you know, do we want to take Because, again, this was 343's first crack at this. Yeah. And they're going. And in all honesty, I think they played it right. No, you're abs- and that's where, that's where I was going. You're absolutely right. They were like, we don't want to upset the apple cart. We're going to do that next time in Halo 5. Yeah, that is when everything gets we're going to push it. Yeah, we're going to push it. Yeah, we're going to do our own thing with it. Let's build the fan base. Let's keep the fan. Base. Yeah, let's. Show, and I think they did that. with. Yeah, this. let's show the fans of this series that we're going to treat it properly by doing what has already been done while, you know, adding some new stuff to it. But again, not really pushing any boundaries. Yeah. And then in five, then we're going to be like, now let's make the game that we want to make and see what people say. Yeah. Well, and then, like, that's, again, I made a couple of comments to that. Cortana's malfunctioning, mm-hmm. right? They kept up with that. Yep. They um, they introduced the new guy. They gave you a new villain to go after. They gave you this new mechanized race mm-hmm. to kind of fight against. There, There's your peons that you're constantly battling over and over and over again. Okay. Bless you. Thank you. Welcome. Um, but like they didn't push it too much. It was just here's some of this new stuff. We're continuing on with it. We're showing you this is the here's your standard mythos of of Halo. They added a little bit to the mythos, mm-hmm. which I love. I, give me more. Give me more. Mm-hmm. Cause I that's what builds your world. That's what creates your characters. That's where you can pull more villains from. That's mm-hmm. like so awesome to me and they did great as far as all of that goes but just overall i think it was it was very one note it was a carbon copy of three with a little spice yeah with some fine tuning yeah like but that's what it felt like yeah and you know it's it's unfortunate because you know you hope for a game with such a, a a decent lineage as this right i mean when it came out it was super crazy and awesome and the second one kind of flopped, but then they really knocked it out of the park with the third one. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they had ODST. But they maintained it. Yeah. They maintained it with right. this one. Yeah, and that's, that's where I'm all going. they needed to do. Yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I, I just keep getting this feeling like you're like, they could have done something better. No, no, no. The, I think they mean, what I'm saying is, is I think if I boil it down to brass tactics, right? Yeah. What they did was smart, but I didn't enjoy it. Because it was a smart move, 
but what what they were doing was just more of the same. Yeah. It wouldn't be until something else. That so I would you wish. have wanted them to push the envelope a little bit more? Um, Maybe just to like a tiny bit more. But you know? what if that resulted in no Halo 5? That's that is the that is the risk is that, you know, um, I you, c- you know what Halo 5 is and, and they played the game and everything like yeah. that. Right. But like. If they would have pushed this, even just a little bit, it could have compromised the fan bases entirely, and there would be no Halo Five. Right, which which is why I which is why I say it was a smart move because I'm one of the people who, if they had if they had done what they did in Halo Five in this, yeah. I would have been fine with it. Isn't uh, three four three who makes Destiny? Uh, no, that's, that that's Bungie. That's Bungie. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's so fun to shoot in that game because they really hammered down how, how to shoot, how to shoot stuff. Like, yeah. God, these games in the face. I mean, these games, <laughs> every time you pull the trigger in a, in a Bungie game, it like, it's like one of the greatest feelings in the world. Everything feels tactile and real, you know? Okay. At least I think so. <laughs> I, it's one, like, you know, I don't think I've ever, I've ever played the game looking at that aspect yeah you know because to me that's just a game mechanic they're Mm. all different they all change they every developer has their own unique game mechanic on how they're going to do this that or the other Mm. right it's just a game mechanic i don't think i've ever taken the time to like appreciate (laughs) the game mechanic yeah you know i know when there's differences and i know which ones i like better than others i do like bungie's firing and, and everything better than most other games when it comes to shooters it really it it just like there's they've really honed it down um but i don't think i've like like oh my god i just had an orgasm i just fired this gun (laughs) but it i i just i look at it that way like if if they would have pushed this even just a little bit more Mm mm-hmm we may not be getting. We may not have gotten Halo Five. It could have been the destruction of three four three. Yeah, we've seen right. it with some of the other industries. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you talk about it a lot. Look at Anthem. Mm-hmm. We had two companies that went into that game that were already kind of on their last leg. Mm-hmm. They needed that game to succeed. They really, really did, and it didn't. And one of them, if it wasn't for their other franchises that are very big, I think that would have been the end of them. Yeah. The other one, they've got a, they've got another game coming out, and it, it's. Uh, I think that truly is their last chance if they don't play this one right, because this is on a a stable franchise that they have released a lot of games for. If they don't play it right, it it could be the end of them. As a production company, three four three, they were pretty new when this when this happened. Like, if they didn't play this right, especially with how big the franchise was, yeah, it could have been their death. Mm-hmm. And I think we would have missed out on a couple of other things if that would have happened. Well, okay, so, um, so they did the Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. Okay. And then they did Halo 4. Okay. Okay. After that, they did Halo Spartan Assault. And then they did the Halo Master Chief Collection. And then 
Halo, 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 Halo. Like all that this company has done is Halo stuff. Yeah. Right. That's all that they've developed. And you're right. Coming out with Halo 4 in 2012, if they had overreached, we might not have gotten Spartan Assault, Halo 5, uh, Halo Wars, Halo Wars 2. People love the Wars games. And yeah, it's, a, it's like, a really fun RTS. Yeah, they are. You know, We probably won't talk about any RTSs on this. I mean, maybe unless if one of you requests us, we do like a StarCraft or <laughs> any, really, any game. We love to hear from you guys but yeah but it's kind of hard to do a podcast on an rts (laughs) but they do have story they do and that's it but like that i've played enough rts's to know there are good ones Mm -hmm. and there are awful ones yes and there's differences between them we could talk about an rts like it's is it as fun no it's not what we're into really but (laughs) I could do it. Yeah. I could definitely do it. I used to be really big into RTSs because that's what my dad was into, and I wanted to kick his ass. <laughs> like, he, he very brilliant strategist, and he played these things, and I was like, I can do this. I can do this. How the fuck does he do this? <laughs> but there are people who are madly in love with the Wars games yeah. and everything. I, I just... Even though it probably wasn't, like, the greatest thing. I think in the long run for them as a company Mm -hmm. and for what we have received from them, even though it's all Halo stuff, it was better. Are they the ones doing the new new Halo game? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I just... I wanted to make sure. Yep. But, but like, even... We talk about this, but let's look at Metacritic. Mm -hmm. 87 out of 100, right? Um, one up.com gave him an A minus CVG eight out of 10 edge, eight out of 10 G four, 4.5 out of five game informer, 9.25 out of 10 game spot, nine out of 10 game radar is like four and a half stars <laughs> IGN 9.8, uh, OXM us is 9.5 polygon 9.5. So not like. The greatest scores out there. But really high. But really high. And I, like, even even at that, that tells me, even over time, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. It, it was a good game. It, it did what it needed to do was hit that Halo itch, right? Like, when did Halo 3 come out? Uh... Because there are people who have only played just the title <clears throat> games. Halo 3 was released September 25th, 2007. So if you look at that, that's five years in between Halo 3 and Halo 4. Mm-hmm. ODST came out in between there. Yes. 2009. Okay. So we're looking at three years. We're now in a world where... If we don't get an Assassin's Creed game every year, people are freaking losing their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that that's that's kind of a long time to go in between. It scratched the itch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. It scratched the itch. Yeah. It didn't make me go, oh my God, I can't wait for Halo 5. But at the same time, it made me go... Oh, that was a, that was kind of fun. Yeah, I don't fun. I don't hate wasting my time on it because no. I don't feel like I wasted my time on it. Yes. 
that's where I was at. <laughs> uh, did you play multiplayer at all? Uh, you know what? Very little. Very Whoa. little. This started getting into the time period where um, if I had an Xbox, it was only to play through the certain storyline of that game. And that was it. And then basically didn't really do anything else with it because I didn't have like a whole lot of friends online. <laughs> I'm glad you added that addendum. I didn't have a lot of friends I, I online. I, I didn't have a lot of friends online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play multiplayer either. Um, so I heard good things about it. Um, like, it, it, but it, it sounds like it was just kind of more of the same. Again, more of the same. More of the same. Um, I don't really know how much of the multiplayer aspects you can really get into. There's two teams, and one team fights the other team until the other team's all dead. <laughs> or it's a free-for-all, and you're the last one standing. Or it's a free-for-all, and you're the last one standing. Or sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to capture a flag. I was just meant to do that. <laughs> or sometimes you have to deliver a bomb. <laughs> oh, dang, I forgot about the bomb. Uh, so, yeah, I liked this one. I thought it was okay. I mean, if you're going to play through the series, don't skip it. Yeah. It's worth your time. Once again, you can you can beat it in a day or two, yeah. depending on how quickly you want to get through it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. And we already we said that these ones were going to be kind of small um, just because, you know, you can't really dive too deep into the story. There's you know not a whole lot of ethical or moral. But they're fun to go over. Yeah, but they're fun to talk about because... Yeah. You know what? The first time I ever jumped onto uh, an enemy tank in Halo and I threw a grenade in and jumped off and it blew up, like, that's some pretty cool fucking shit, right? When you're flying around... It sounds kind of old hat now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got to think, back then, Yeah, that was fucking awesome yeah. to have that just, that even just experience to be able to do that in a game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like um, taking the original Doom where you're just you're running down corridors yeah. into big square rooms because that's all that could be rendered to that first time where you come out of the corridor into this big massive open world and you like see trees and foliage and it's it's still not the greatest. Yeah. Let's let's be real here. But that experience just in general in gaming was kind of like holy shit. Mm. I don't have to live in four walls. No. That step of actually blowing up a tank was the next one of like, holy shit, we're making advancements. Mm -hmm. Games have nowhere to go but up from here. Yeah. And there are monumental moments in video games now that you wouldn't have gotten if it wasn't for some of this older shit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking about it like it's fucking ancient because it was it's nine years ago. <laughs> but that's pretty fucking old in the gaming world. <laughs> yeah. Since then, we've gone through two other generations. Mm-hmm. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Anything else? No, I got nothing else. All righty. Thanks for listening, guys. That's it for us today. Don't forget, go check us out on Facebook, Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. Like us, rate us, leave us a comment somewhere. I promise you, we're, we're okay to talk to. We're the, we're the okay kind of internet stranger. Most definitely mostly indubitably yeah. so thank you guys so much for listening i'm chris i'm caleb and until next time game, game on, on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect.
reflect the opinion of no tokens required. No tokens required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.